0: Uh, contained in this section of 21 through 25 are a lot of, um, there, are, there are a lot of multi-line kind of vignettes, uh, vignette things regarding specific situations and how you're to deal with them and so forth. And there are also lots of one-liners, lots of these famous one-liners that many of us are familiar with, things like, you know, you shall not plow, uh, hook up an ox and a donkey together and plow together, uh, just a one-liner. Uh, you shall not wear clothing made of two different kinds of thread shouldn't put two kinds of seed together in your in your field, shouldn't muzzle an ox while treading out the grain, or treading out the grain, and so forth, these kind of things, and uh, you can go uh, deeply into the meaning behind, you know, we can, you can look at each one of these uh, multiverse things, you can look at each one of the one-liners, and we often do this in some of our, uh, in, in one of our membership classes to kind of see, uh, you know, Find something that seems irrelevant to you or irrelevant to us nowadays and see what kind of, uh, you know, what, what, c- what you can draw out of it. And that, that's often sort of the way that these are approached. We either say, this is just ridiculous, or we try to just pull out really the the, the principle behind it, because some of the things you'll find make a lot of practical sense, um, like as we see at the beginning of this, uh, this this chapter here, there's basically a prohibition against human trafficking. It's pretty clear. It's nothing you have to look too deeply to, to figure out there. Um, or you know you can you can come up with reasons why yeah it doesn't it, it's good not to bring false accusations against people, but in other cases it'll be hard sometimes to make sense of what's being said or to relate it uh, you know to something in our in our modern era like how exactly do I get the community to stone my rebellious child or you know why do I put a why do I build a a, a wall around my roof these kind of things you might shake your head at a little bit um, so these chapters can be seen. Uh, as just a bunch of things to do, and, and moreover, some silly things. And um, so much so that I find, if you're watching nowadays, any of the, you know, talking heads or the political banter between conservative and, and liberal and so forth, often the uh, what I have found is the the liberal person, when talking to the conservative biblical, you know, person that believes in the Bible, they'll say, well, obviously, you know, you, you take what's convenient and you do it. Um, I mean, you're not, I'm guessing you're wearing two, you know, a, a shirt made of two kinds of threads. I mean, you're not doing that kind of thing, are you? And they sort of say that as that means, therefore, since I've pointed out this obvious flaw in your, in your inconsistency, then we must just throw everything out. And that's often how, how the argument goes. You know, I'm sure you, I'm sure you wear clothes made out of two, two threads, so you're a hypocrite and the Bible makes no sense and is, has no bearing on us today. Um, and the fact is that all of these, these very, you know, what you might call weird to-do things When you look at them, they're really actually deep and brilliant insights into how we should go about caring for one another and living together, putting others first before ourselves instead of just saying, two kinds of threads, is that what this is about? It's actually not really about that in one sense Um, because much of these things that we read here paint really an amazing picture of just how relevant and how thoughtful and how caring God really is. In fact, not only is this section of Scripture uh, a section of Scripture I think you should not skip over or write off, it's a section uh, that you should spend lots of time studying, because you come across things like caring and compassion for one's enemies, topics like that, topics like being fair and honest, topics like showing compassion for those who have been abused by others, the importance of celibacy before marriage, the sacredness and seriousness of marriage, Fighting fairly, Uh, considering, you know, when you make accusations against somebody, just how serious of a thing that is, and maybe some consequences that you might have to live with uh, when doing something like that. The importance of respecting your parents and other authorities, and the list goes on and on in terms of things that I think these chapters really do bring out uh, in terms of something that's study-worthy and not just something we say, Two kinds of thread, two kinds of clothes, I don't have an ox anyways, so forgive me, forget about this. Um... In in Ki Tetsay, I believe we are shown how to love one another through deliberate thought and deliberate action. We're shown a way of life where we take care of each other. We're to be mindful of the consequences of our actions and of our inactions. It's not so much a section just about restrictions as, again, much as it is about uh, love for each other and treating each other with, with the sort of care that the people of God should be known for when you read these things. So don't fall for the the nonsense, I think, that you hear about the Bible, especially the Tanakh, that it's all about wrath and hate, especially in light of what I'm going to read today from these uh, verses in chapter 24, Um, because at the time that these were written, the laws really did set Israel apart from others. I mean, there are some things that were universally, like, you know, don't murder and so forth, but there were other things that were really just setting Israel apart in terms of organization, in terms of righteousness, compassion, and morality. And again, it is and it should be the same for the people of God today. So I chose to read, uh, I'm going to read from verses uh, 10 to 13 of chapter 24. Um, and there's lots of things I could, we could look at here. But I chose this because as I was reading, it's really, it really stood out to me. Uh, it's, it's one among several, again, laws that really do show the thoroughness, the thoughtfulness, and the compassion of God not the, the angry God of the, old, of the Old Testament at all. I'm going to read verses 10 to 13 in English here for you. They're on the back of your blue sheet there, maybe a little different translation. But It says, When you make your neighbor a loan of any kind, you shall not go into the house to take the pledge. You shall wait outside while the person to whom you are making the loan brings the pledge out to you. If the person is poor, you shall not sleep in the garment given you as a pledge. You shall give the pledge back by sunset, so that your neighbor may sleep in the cloak and bless you, and it will be to your credit before the Lord your God. So this is talking about allowing uh, a debtor to, among other things, retain some dignity, uh, allowing the debtor to initiate the repayment. You don't demand the repayment. You don't take it by force. You don't go into their house, look around, say, oh, you're doing pretty good. I think you can afford to pay me back now. You, know, you don't, you don't kind of make these kind of judgments or decisions or, or whatever, uh, you don't leave the the person in a vulnerable position, even though they owe you. You actually care about the welfare of the debtor, um, not just your money. And incidentally, um, it's not a good idea to loan people money. Did you know that? And there's a provision here, but uh, you know, if you want to give someone money, give them money. Uh, don't loan them any money. This is uh, this is my suggestion. Um, if they pay you back, wonderful. If they give you the money back, if, that, that's their business. Um, but uh, if you give it, give it as if you're never going to see it again, and, and, and live, live with that from the outset. Um, at CYT, you know, we have a tzedakah fund. You can give to our tzedakah fund, and, and we, with our discernment, decide kind of, you know, where to, where to give this money with our discernment. Um, we don't loan money. People have asked us before. We don't loan money. Please don't ask, okay? Uh, we don't loan. We either give or we don't give, and that's what I'd recommend you do. So, again, on the surface, what's contained in this parsha might seem dry and irrelevant, But upon deeper thought and reflection, I think it actually can be a source of amazing uh, awe and and reverence for God that, that shows his mercy and his compassion.